David Pasternak passing up an empty net opportunity for a hat trick and a share of the league lead in goals is another example of why this team is so darn special. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Tuesday, February 21st, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. So on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button so that you never miss a thing. The podcast is also found on Twitter, Instagram at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Just recently passed the 10K mark in followers, so thank you so much to all of you who are part of that number. The Boston Bruins on Monday defeating the Ottawa Senators by a score of 3 to 1. It was a game in which the Bruins celebrated David Krejci for recently reaching the 1000 career game mark. It was a pregame ceremony, a well-deserved love fest for David Krejci who I am so glad is back in the mix this season after going home to play in his native Czechia last year. The Bruins, with the win, solidified their case for Stanley Cup favorites. They're now nine points ahead of the Carolina Hurricanes atop the NHL standings. Carolina does have a game in hand, but they're 43-8-5. 91 points, an 813 point percentage, and a plus 92 goal differential. The next closest team is New Jersey at plus 46. But those numbers, they're not what makes this team special. What makes this team special was on full display in the late stages of the game, The Ottawa goalie had been pulled. David Pasternak, who already had his 40th and 41st goals of the season, could have easily grabbed the puck, tried for the hat trick, tried for his 42nd goal of the season, which would have put him in a tie with Connor McDavid for the league lead. Instead, He tried desperately to get the puck to David Krejci so that he could score in a game in which he was being celebrated for appearing in his 1,000th contest and for everything that he has meant to the Boston Bruins over the years. Stanley Cup champion, uh, a guy who would have won the Conn Smythe in 2013 if they had been able to beat the Chicago Blackhawks. Equally as important in 2019 when they went to the Stanley Cup final. And 
a fellow Czech, someone who has befriended Pasternak, taken him under his wing and helped him become the pro that he has. Pasternak admitted after the game he was trying to get Krejci the puck. It was his goal to look for him the whole game, he said. It was still a good game. Definitely definitely needed it as a line. The check line coming up big. Pasternak with the two goals in the win. The game winner and the insurance marker. And it was a fitting snapshot of the mentality of this team. How this team's made up. And also how much they value a guy like David Krejci. Jim Montgomery, head coach, said it speaks volumes about their friendship. Also about the unselfishness of the team. And it's been like that all year where someone's always trying to help someone out and not worrying about themselves. Pasternak, of course, did plenty of damage when he secured his third career 40-goal season on a beautiful setup from Charlie McAvoy. He added his 41st later in the game. And Pasternak is now just one of five players in Bruins history to register at least three 40-goal seasons, joining Phil Esposito, Rick Middleton, Cam Neely, and Ken Hodge. And he's only 26 years old. Not signed beyond this season. Hopefully that number increases. And he's in black and gold for the entirety of his career. But right now, he's playing as good as anybody in a Bruins uniform. I mean, ever. He's scoring at an unbelievable rate. He naturally finds holes, Montgomery said. He finds soft areas in the other team's defensive zone system. And, I mean, Charlie McAvoy did so much good work to set up that goal. He ended the day with three assists. Uh, drawing helpers on all three Bruins goals. The first coming off the stick of Jake DeBrusque, opening the scoring for the second straight game, two goals in two games upon his return from injury. Now we'll talk more about David Krejci being feted uh, later in the game, but I wanted to highlight first, that unbelievable selfishness on the part of David Pasternak and just how special this team is. Uh, just a great, I just, I'm not over it. I, I just love that moment so much. And it speaks volumes about where this team is, not just in the standings, but mentally in the room, how close uh, they are. Coming up after the break, we're going to do our Eastern Conference Power Rankings. Already, you know, showed how Boston's firmly in first place, but we'll look at the rest of the conference uh, here in a moment. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Sports Network. It's the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. America's number one sports book. Why is that? Because customers get a no sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, 
secure, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. FanDuel also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, let's take a look as I switch up my lighting here at the Eastern Conference Power Rankings. Boston firmly in first place, like I mentioned earlier, nine points up on the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, exponentially better goal differential than anybody else. Now, if we look down the conference, the top six teams in the NHL, by way of point percentage, still all from the East. You have Carolina, then New Jersey, Toronto, Tampa Bay, and the New York Rangers. What does that mean? Well, there's a very real possibility that you could get the top four teams in the NHL facing off in the second round of the postseason. Let's say Boston, Carolina, both advance against Eastern Conference wildcard teams. They would face off against the winner of Tampa and Toronto and New Jersey, New York, respectively. Those are the other teams in the top at the moment. What's interesting is there is a lot of potential for movement near the bottom of the conference. Those two wildcard spots currently occupied by the New York Islanders and the Florida Panthers. The New York Islanders currently without Matt Barzal. He was injured in the game against Boston over the weekend out week to week. They were down yesterday to the Penguins. Great comeback win and they were able to jump ahead in the wildcard race. But what you have to know about New York and Florida is that they've played a lot more games than teams chasing them. And if you look by way of point percentage, then it's a completely different story. You have... The same top six, but Pittsburgh remains in a uh, top seven spot thanks to point percentage. They have four games in hand on both the Islanders and Panthers. Buffalo is currently in the eighth spot. They have six games in hand on both the Islanders and Panthers, and they are five points back of the Long Island team, and they are four points back of the Panthers. Even Detroit has a better point percentage than the Islanders and Panthers. They have five games in hand on both of those teams. So there's still a lot of room for upheaval when it comes to the wildcard spots. Buffalo, I should mention, has the seventh 
best goal differential in the Eastern Conference at plus 14. Islanders, Washington, Pittsburgh, plus five, plus five, plus two. Florida, Detroit still kicking around. They're both on the minus side of the goal differential ledger. Even Ottawa's still kicking around. They are uh, at 58 points, four games in hand on both the Islanders and the Panthers. Now, of course, games in hand are only as meaningful as what you do with them. If Buffalo loses all their games in hand, well, then they're still behind. But right now, the numbers really favor teams like Buffalo, perhaps even Detroit, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Islanders, Capitals, Panthers, all having played more games and not doing as much with um, the schedule that they've had um, in order to secure those spots. Hottest teams in the East at the moment, Carolina, 9-1 9 and 1 over their last 10, the Rangers 7 1 and 2, Ottawa 7 2 and 1. They have been playing with neither of their top goalies as of late and they're still kicking around. The Devils, Islanders all playing very good hockey as well. So while, you know, the top 6 is pretty much set, those wild card teams, those potential disruptors down low, um could make things interesting. Should the Bruins be worried about any of these teams? I mean, they've played so far and away better than the rest of the conference that probably not. But I look at a team like Buffalo, for example. They have $18 million in available cap space. What if they make a big swing and add Eric Carlson? What if they add a goalie? That's probably their biggest weakness at the moment. All the offense in the world, goaltending between Craig Anderson, uh, Uka Pekka Lukanen, you know, leaves a bit to be desired, really. If they're able to add a goalie, then all bets are off in the Eastern Conference. Wildcard spot, not really. Boston would probably still win, but you know what I'm saying. They're an exciting team. Right now, by way of point percentage, Buffalo would be in the second wildcard spot. They would be the team the Bruins face. Not super concerned, but if they go all in, such as it is, then they could really um, make some noise here. They have some guys currently on entry-level contracts, and they could really add at the deadline, specifically when it comes to rentals, with some bigger deals kicking in next season, specifically Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins, as well as Matthias Samuelson. They have three second-round picks this season. They still have their first. They have some prospects, young players that they could potentially deal That's a team to keep an eye on, folks. The Buffalo Sabres, if you can believe it. When we look at some of the uh, fancy stats here, let's see where the Bruins rank in terms of 
shot differential and the like via natural stat trick. And I'm just going to share my screen here so you can take a look. The Bruins, let's look at shot attempt differential five on five. And that gives us a good idea of which teams are controlling play. You look at Carolina, Florida's up there, New Jersey, Buffalo's up there, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, all better than Boston at the moment in terms of shot attempt differential. That's a bit concerning. Shot differential, it gets a bit better for the Bruins. They're eighth ranked in the NHL, but still behind Carolina, Florida, and Toronto in the Eastern Conference. Let's look at scoring chance differential five on five. The Bruins, seventh, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, New Jersey, Carolina, all still ahead of them. Add it all up, expected goals. The Bruins, fifth in the NHL, which is very good. That's looking at shot attempts, scoring chances, high danger chances. And if we look at PDO, which is shooting percentage, save percentage, the Bruins number one in the NHL by a wide margin at five on five. Generally, you look at that and think there's a measure of luck working in the Bruins' favor. Their goaltending has been insane this year. Shooting percentage, not too inflated at, well, 9.66, which is second ranked in the NHL. What this means is there could be some danger that if the Bruins dry up scoring-wise or if the goaltending fails at some point, they might take a step back. That's where we really need the power play to get going, which it has as of late. That's where you um, need to perhaps add a scoring winger to the third line in order to... uh, just add to that depth up front. So is the reason to be concerned about the Bruins? Not really, but they need to continue to get these star performances goaltending wise, as well as uh, the five on five scoring in order to sustain their success. And again, it's a special group as evidenced by what we saw at the end of yesterday's game. We'll talk more about David Krejci's 1,000th game here coming up after the break. But first, a quick word from our next partner. They have a product that thousands are using literally every day, and that's Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you can absorb up to 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. And they were created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues, ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover that cost him about $100 per day. He created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult it is to create an optimal nutrition routine on your own. You can reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. 
No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So the Bruins yesterday celebrating some big numbers. Krejci's 1,000th game. Uh, he is a 16-year member of the Bruins and was congratulated by a number of current and former players, including Patrice Bergeron, Brad Marchand, Pasternak, Zdeno Chara, Tuka Rask, Milan Lucic, Tori Krug, Yarmir Yager, during a video tribute that played to begin the ceremony. He also got a traditional Tiffany Crystal from Bruins legend, legend Johnny Busick, a silver, silver stick from Don Sweeney, and Bruins president Cam Neely revealed a custom painting of Krejci from uh, Tony Harris. The players gave him a Rolex watch and a bottle of wine on behalf of the whole team. Um, A really special day and can't understate the value that Krejci has had on this team over the past 16 years. We know in 2010, he was injured. That really affected that series against the Flyers. His impact on the 2011 team, on the 2013-2019 Cup finalists. We saw what his absence meant to the team last year when he was in Czechia. And we've seen his impact on the team this season. They've now won four in a row after a stretch of four losses in five games. 43-8-5. 56 games, 91 points, matching the 1979-80 Flyers for the fewest games to reach 90 points in NHL history. At this point in the season, it's a mental game, Krejci said. They all know what they can do. They've got to be mentally prepared for each game. Hit a bit of a tough patch a couple weeks ago, but they're a good team, good guys on the team, and... It's easy at this point to look ahead to the playoffs to just be focused on the Stanley Cup. But if you let up, it can get away from you pretty easily, Krejci said. So they're sticking together, grinding it out, and trying to be mentally sharp. Uh, Again, DeBrusque opened the scoring to um, get things going again. Second goal in two games since his return. And... His impact on the roster has been huge. The power play is getting going with him back in the lineup. The penalty kill, very strong once again. Um, They killed off a five-on-three for about a minute and 50 seconds midway through the first period. Ottawa has a third-ranked power play. And the penalty killers... Linus Allmark standing tall there. Linus Allmark, once again, just unreal for the Boston Bruins, improving on his already amazing numbers. 1.88 goals against average, 9.37 save percentage. You think this can't be sustainable? I, I just talked about that in the last segment. 
The Bruins save percentage five on five, doing a lot of heavy lifting for this team. And when it comes to the penalty kill as well. And hopefully it can keep going until the very end here this season. That's the number one goal for the Boston Bruins. Anyways, that's today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the support on Twitter, uh, the subscriptions on YouTube. Very much appreciated. And please do subscribe if you haven't already to Locked On Boston Bruins. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to take a look at the week ahead and uh, just keep you up to date on all things black and gold. Happy Tuesday, friends. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you again here tomorrow, your team, every single day.